I'm Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review, and joining me is Byron Smith, head coach of Prairie View and men's basketball, and I might add also a U of H alum, but just toss it in there. <laughs> coach, how you doing? Doing well yourself, Chris. I'm doing great. All right, Coach, it's been a minute since, since we've talked, so try to catch up a little bit in, in, in the time we got right here. How, what have you guys done this summer to work on and, and improve for the upcoming season? Done a lot. You know, obviously we overhauled our roster, um, brought in some, um, I think, more experienced kids, um, kids that kind of fit a little bit better as to how we wanted to play last year. We had a little bit off, um, had good kids, but just didn't quite fit, you know, our style of play. So we kind of went back and, uh, you know, went back and kind of went out and targeted some kids and brought in some kids that we thought uh, were better suited for our style of play, uh, the culture we've established here. So. Um, we think, think we got a good group. Um, they've worked hard thus far in the summer and here in the early part of the, uh, the fall. So uh, we're really excited about uh, the group we have for the 22-23 season. How many new players did you bring in? About eight. I think about eight, about eight and had about five returners, a uh, few walk-ons uh, that, that we have that we think may be able to help us as well. So, um, so yeah, about, about eight new guys, uh, actually. So it, it'll be a, uh, be a new roster uh, for us for the most part. And how would you describe your style of play, your culture? Uh, just kind of uh, up-tempo, obviously, on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, defensively, we obviously like to get out and, and pressure, um, you know, try to have our defense dictate our offense. You know, we've got some athletic guys, obviously, most times on our team to try to get out and run and get out and transition. So, I mean, a lot like a lot of the college basketball teams like to play, um, we kind of stick to it. I think sometimes when, when, when uh, coaches realize that they're not being successful at something, they'll kind of scrap it and go to a different deal. But, but, but we're pretty committed to, uh, you know, pressuring the ball and, and trying to get you know, deflections and get turnovers and obviously get out and run in transition. If we don't have it, obviously, I think we've got skilled enough players where we can um, get some good things out of our half-court sets because we've got guys that can really shoot the basketball. But we definitely try to take advantage of our athleticism, attack the rim, and just be a – be almost a, a U of H, a lesser version of University of Houston with our with our intensity, how hard we try to play. And, uh, you know, just uh, a really a really solid defensive team is what we try to be first and foremost all the time. Now, with the turnover in the roster, who who's going to be your your vocal leader? You got somebody, somebody already established? Yeah, uh, you're looking at them. Uh, I'll be the vocal. <laughs> I'll be one of the vocal leaders. Uh, probably Will Daniels is a 6'5". Second-year guy. He was a grad transfer from SMU last year. Had a solid season. Was very inconsistent. Uh, but we think that uh, he grew a lot from last year. Had a really good summer. And so he's come back this year kind of knowing the ropes and how we do things here. So he's kind of jumped out of the, uh, you know, kind of jumped out of the blocks and being someone that uh, knows the system now, knows the expectations from the coaching staff. So he's been a real vocal leader. But he's also been uh, a leader with his walk uh, and his approach every day and how hard he's worked. Uh, and, and he's just really he just really attacked uh, the role that, that we have for him. So he's really been really good thus far. And I'm, I'm sure a few more guys will probably emerge, but obviously they're learning things right now. But I, I'd say Will is probably has the best chance to start out being uh, someone that the guys will follow because uh, he's been a great leader thus far in uh, the early part of our uh, fall camp. Do you have any freshmen on this year's squad? We don't. Uh, they're fresh, obviously here, but they're not freshmen. Uh, we got a couple, um, 
you know, a couple of JUCO guys. I've uh, got a few, uh, you know, transfers out of the portal. Um, but, you know, we we, uh, we do recruit high school kids. Uh, but this this time around, we, we, we feel like we know what we need to kind of get done. And uh, we need to be on a little bit of a faster pace to try to get there. So we think, you know, bringing in guys that have a bit of experience, uh, either at the junior college level or in another program, would be better suited for what we're for what we're trying to do. And our league is obviously it's an older league, um, you know, a lot of grown men here in our league. So um, not saying high school kids can't make it here, um, but for this upcoming year, we felt that the older route, more experienced route, uh, a little tougher route, uh, would probably be better suited for us to accomplish the goals that we got set forth for this year. How long have you been head coach of Prairie View? This will be my seventh year, you know, believe it or not. Um, and and it, it goes fast. Obviously, I, you know, seemed like it was just a year or so ago. I was really just kind of getting started. But uh, it's getting ready to be my seventh year. So um, I think we've been able to do some good things here. I think we've got more work to do. Um, and, you know, just appreciative of the opportunity. But, yeah, it's, this is my seventh year. So I'm getting old fast. <laughs> have you – or how much have you changed from your first year as head coach of PV to now? You know what, probably hasn't changed a lot. Um, you know, I've always kind of had a chip on my shoulder. I've always kind of, um, you know, been a, a really an aggressive guy um, as a player, obviously, when I played. And, and you know, obviously I, trans- transi- I transitioned that over into being a coach. So I've always kind of been up-tempo, been really fiery, get after the guys a lot. Um, I think the players uh, over the years have, you know, they they adapted, uh, you know, to my to my style of of coaching and teaching. So um, hadn't really changed a, a lot, uh, Chris. To be honest, I, I've always, you know, valued consistency, and I think that's what obviously is required to be the best that you can possibly be in whatever you're doing to be consistent. So I, I've pretty much been the same. Um, probably listen a little bit more uh, to my assistant coaches. That, that's probably the smartest thing I've ever done. Uh, as a coach, I listened to them a little bit more. And when I guess when I first started, I kind of thought I knew pretty much everything that I needed to know to be successful. But that's why you have a staff to uh, to lean on them a little bit. And I give them a lot of opportunities to give input. And I listen. I take a lot of their suggestions and I use it. So that's probably the one change, I think, from the beginning to now. But as far as uh, style and uh, approach to the game and teaching and, and coaching, I'm, I'm pretty much steady, pretty much the same as now as when I first started. Have you set the uh, finalized the non-conference schedule? We have, and we're waiting for one more contract to get done to release it. So we, we have uh, finalized that. And I think we've got last year with a, a ridiculously hard schedule. And that was a lot of, you know, I guess what was available to us um, could make dates and things match up. So we ended up taking six games in eight days, and it was just a killer schedule. I don't think we ever rebounded from that. Um Obviously, had some COVID issues uh, in, in in the conference. We had some forfeit had to forfeit games. Um, had to forfeit probably the last three games of our non-conference. Um, so all of that, the tough schedule, just kind of made it a difficult year last year. But but we've uh, eased back a little bit with this year's schedule. Still competitive. Still going to be tough teams we're going to play. But it's not so much traveling. You know, it's not so many back to back games. Six games in eight days is difficult difficult for anyone. That's not even an NBA schedule. Uh, it's close, but it's not quite that. So our kids really suffered as a result of that. But but we have completed it. Um, and I think it's it's favorable. I think it's some games that we can be more than competitive, Chris. Actually have a chance to win, which is always important, and give you some momentum going into your conference season. So we feel really good about who we have on our non-conference schedule. 
Any home games in non-conference? We do. Our first three, believe it or not, first time since I've been here, the first three games. Okay. Uh, which is very rare for any of the schools in the state, any of the programs in the SWAC. But it kind of, you know, that pendulum kind of swung in our favor this year. So our first three games will be at home. Uh, and obviously we've got Rice, which we, you know, it's not a home game, but it's it's in Houston, which is, you know, half, 50% half of a home game. And we got, you know, A&M, which is 45 minutes up the road. So we've got, you know, five or six games that will be, uh, you know, right here in the area. So we, we feel the schedule is very favorable for us this year. Is Prairie View uh, playing a Pac-12 team this year? We are. We're playing Washington State, and that's the third of the first three games of the okay. home, opening up the, the home season, um, November 15th. So it's the SWAC Pac-12 Challenge. We got Washington State here November 15th. Really looking forward to that. And, um, you know, it should, should be an interesting contest. So, uh, yeah. So, like I said, first three games at home, and Washington State will uh, close out uh, the third of the first three uh, home games. For 2022-23, who are some other players on this year's squad to look out for this year? I think Jeremiah Gambrell, who I'm sure you're probably fairly familiar with, uh, Madison grad, Western Kentucky transfer. It's going to be his third year in the program. His first year here, he had really started out really well for us, uh, but got injured uh, mm-hmm. over you know more towards the end of the season and wasn't able to finish it out strong. Last year, came back. You know, we had some. Um, issues with the point guard point guard left at the start of the year some family issues so we had to move jeremiah over so had to sacrifice a lot of his scoring to be able to run the team so that he didn't really have his best year but i think this year we've got we've showed up our point guard spot so he's going to be back over off the ball in his natural position so i think he's going to have a big year uh obviously will douglas is our best returning player we think he's going to uh have an outstanding year for us um Trajan Wesley is a, a grad transfer from uh, Louisiana Lafayette. That's at Side Falls High School, another Houston kid uh, that, that, that's here that we were expecting some big things from. Um, T.K. Smith, Decorian Smith, is a grad transfer from uh, Troy. Um, we think he's got a chance to be really, really good for Yahoo Zarasas, a grad transfer from Texas Southern. Mm-hmm. He's here. I think he can have a really big year for us. So, you know, we got, you know, five to six or seven guys, uh, Chris, who we think can have a high impact uh, on the offensive side. We just got to get them to commit to the defensive. <laughs> I think we got a chance to be solid this year. I, really, I like this group. The first month of workouts uh, have been, uh, you know, and team practices have been great. Attitude has been great. They've been working really hard. They don't run from the work. I mean, they embrace it. They attack it. They like the challenge of being pushed every day. So they've responded really well to what we've asked them to do. And so right now, I would say that they're at a solid B plus in terms of uh, you know just 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 buying into what we need them to do, and I, I think this team can uh, can make some noise uh, in, in in the non conference and in the conference, which is very important to us. So we're really excited about what we can get done this year. What what goals have you set for the team this year? You know, obviously, you know, Chris, before you know twenty two twenty one twenty two, we had won the conference three years in a row. Mm-hmm. Wave once we felt nineteen twenty. The COVID year, we had a chance to, to go back-to-back, you know, which would have been great. But obviously, we didn't get an opportunity to compete in the NCAA tournament. No one did. Um, but winning it three years in a row, you know, you kind of get used to being up at the top. So, you know, I, I think the goal for us is to go out and play, uh, you know, the best that we could possibly play on both ends of the floor. And, you know, every night when, when people come out to watch us play, 
win, lose, or draw, you know, they feel like they earned they, they money was well spent because that, we're going to play hard. I mean, that that's always a goal to play as hard, be the hardest playing team on the floor that particular night. But in terms of, uh, you know, accolades and things like that, I mean, we we feel every year we should be the top two or three or four, um, you know, in our league, and I, and I think we've got an outstanding chance to do that this year. Um, not really in the predictions, but but I like our chances to be one of the better teams in the. How good is the SWAC lined up this season? It's it's good. I mean, obviously, it's gotten better every year. Uh, the coaches have, the coaches have gotten better, and they'll let in. I mean, it's, you know, I think we we push each other. I think the players that we've been able to bring in because of the transfer portal. I mean, it's raised the level. Um, the profile has been good. I think Texas Southern has done really well nationally. You know, beat, beating Florida last year. Um, I think a few years ago with the, the great run that we had in 17 and one in the league going into the NCAA tournament, I thought that was really good. Just the consistency that we've shown in the last three or four years has been good. I mean, um, Jackson State's obviously solid. Uh, Southern's got a good program. Um, I mean, I, I think the league is really good. I think it's a bit underrated. I think sometimes mainstream media kind of forgets us a little bit, maybe ignores some of the accomplishments. But I think we've got excellent coaches here. I think we've got really competent players. Uh, that are coming from a, a bit of a higher level, if you will. Um, so I think the league is really good. I think it's it's, it's steadily on the rise. And um, I think Commissioner McClellan has done a great job in raising the profile nationally with his relationships uh, and being a member of the NCAA Selection Committee. So ESPN has really been gracious and really great for us and given us uh, the visibility nationally. So I think the league is really good, and I think it's it's going to get even better. What are your thoughts on the transfer portal? Um, I think it's been good, but also think it's not been so good. <laughs> I think, I mean, obviously it gives players options and obviously it's the players are the commodity. So, I mean, when they have an opportunity to uh, maybe navigate, you know, their careers and make choices, I think it's always good. You know, freedom of movement, freedom of expression, I think is always good. But I think sometimes, um, you know, um, it, it gives players an out sometimes. I think, you know, players have to sometimes, pe- people have to be a little tougher and endure some adversity, you know. And uh, back when I was playing, you know, if you didn't play the first year, you just didn't jump and transfer. You know, you worked harder. Uh, you know, you uh, focused a little bit more. You got stronger. Um, and you came back for the for the next year to do better. Now it's, it's everything's kind of a one and done. Uh, and that's not always a good thing. Um, so I think what it does is it gives players an out. I think maybe it can make players a little bit, um, I won't say softer, um, but less willing to go through some tough times, which, you know, I think we all young people need to do that because it's preparing you for life. So um, I think it's got it's positives. If players at a certain age and it, it's a situation where a young man has been out of school for four years and he may want a different role, right? He's He's been pretty much a screen setter or a rebounder or a defender, but he wants to have a chance to move on and play maybe at the next level in Europe or the G League or whatever. And he just needs, feels like he needs to be more well-rounded. Another program would give him an opportunity to work on some things that he didn't get an opportunity that one program to do. I think it's fair game. I think they should have an opportunity to do that, but just uh, players just to jump because it's not working out for me right away. It's like a microwave environment, Chris, it's right now. It's right now. Got to have it right now. Got to have it right now. That end of it, I think it, it can be a negative. So um, I think there probably needs to be um, maybe a few stipulations added to it 
to where players that are transforming for the right reason and not just because they're not pleased with how things are going. Is there anybody on this year's team that's a better three-point shooter than you? Not yet. I'm still looking for that guy's year seven, Chris, and I'm still number one. So uh, I'm, I feel I sleep good at night. But sometimes I don't because someone's going to have to be better than me because I can't play. So uh, you know any three-point shooters out there, send them our way because uh, sometimes you get a little bored being at the top, Chris. <laughs> you know, we're showing our age because I remember you getting <laughs> filling up them buckets. So yes. uh, is there anything you want to say in terms of attendance, getting more fans come see you guys play on the hill? You know, I, you know, for me, it's so strange, Chris, because, you know, people, when they you talk to people in Houston and, and, and they talk about Prairie View, I mean, they act like we're in a different state. I mean, everything in Houston, Chris, is what takes you 30 minutes to get everywhere in Houston, no matter where you are. So it's about another 15, 15 minutes, 45, 50 minutes. Um, but it just seems to be kind of difficult sometimes to get people. Everybody wants to come to the Texas Southern game. They, they, want, yeah. they always want to right. come to mm-hmm. at Texas Southern. So I always get that. But uh, I, I think the product, the better we play, uh, when we get out and we perform, and, and we and our crowds have increased each and every year, especially you know a couple of years back when we were you know really, really a hot program. Um, we never really had a problem with attendance, um, but it, it you know I guess with COVID and things, it kind of affected everybody a little bit. I think, uh, but but you know, I think now that we're kind of on the other side of it, uh, obviously it's not COVID's not gone yet, but it's it's better. Um, people are probably you know um, restrictions and protocols are probably laxed a little bit. Um, I think if we put a good program out uh, on the floor, I think that'll take care of itself. I think we have to challenge our marketing people here to market us a little bit better, uh, to connect with a few more of the, the marketing and the media people in the city. Uh, obviously, I know you know people like yourself and, and the Jimmy Hicks and the, you know, the Mark Bermans and people like that. So I, I can do my part, but I think we as an institution, we as a department have to do a better job of marketing the programs. I think it's a good product. Um, and I think if we do that and, and we take care of our business on the court, I think the crowd will be uh, will increase. Um, you know, obviously U of H is the hottest ticket in town right now, so you know they probably have to ask Coach Samson, can he share a few of his fans with us down here if he didn't mind? Um, that would help us a lot. But uh, but the product is good, and uh, you know we do our job in marketing and do a better a little bit better job in that. I, I think that'll take care of the uh, the attendance for sure. It'll help. You leaned into one of my last questions for you. What are your thoughts on the success that I'm really a transformation at UH since Kelvin Sampson has taken over the program? You know, I, I, I first of all, I'll say this I, I, to me, and you know, I've been around for a little bit, I, I think it's the most significant hire in my time, you know, here in Houston for the University of Houston. It, 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 they hit a home run. Well, I don't think, and no disrespect to anybody else, but, but he's, the, he's the best thing that happened to that place in a long time since I've been around and uh from a coaching standpoint um you know I, I tell people all the time I, I think he's the LeBron James of coaching he has no weaknesses and uh I'm, I'm probably as impressed with him as I've been with any coach um you know he's always been gracious to me you know they invite me to come over to watch practices I go to a few of the games when I can I'm just really impressed proud to uh to obviously to be a Cougar um he's kind of restored the the, the hope and the, and faith um you know in, in in the program i mean it's just it's, it's been unbelievable and um i don't think he's done yet and i, I definitely think they're going to have a chance to to uh 
and maybe to get that that elusive national championship one day. So I support him 100%. Like I say, I, I think it's been unbelievable. It's been fun to watch. I've learned a lot as a coach, too, from watching him and being around him. Um, so it's been great. I mean, it's been, he's been so impactful, not only for the university, just the city. I think he's rejuvenated the city. He's revived the city. Um, you know, the Rockets have you know been a little bit down, and obviously the Texans have been a bit down. So, you know, U of H has been 180. So, and that, that's all because of Kelvin Sampson. So, uh, really happy with him. Respect, I have a tremendous amount of respect for him as a man uh, and as a basketball coach. So, uh, just really, really excited about what he's done and what he's going to do in the future. Final question for you, Coach Byron Smith, Prairie View A&M men's basketball. What is your pitch to student athletes, players to come play for you at PV? You know, I tell them obviously Prairie View has always kind of been known as an, an, an academic place, obviously, which it's supposed to be. So is it, you know, education, sports has always kind of been a distant, distant second. I think we've kind of bridged the gap uh, here, um, you know, at, at, at Prairie View. But I tell them to have a chance to come in and get a quality education. Um, you know, have a great basketball experience uh, and come in and be around, be around some really, really good people that you can learn from and you can go out into society and have great impact, be it on a basketball court or, you know, working at Amazon or Microsoft, whatever the case may be. So I think we've got a lot of great things here, uh, you know, at Prairie View. Um, I think our staff is really good. I think we, we, we take it very, very seriously, Chris. Obviously, I think you've known me for a while. And this basketball is just, this is what I do. It's who I am. Um, so, you know, just the energy I think that we have, uh, the desire to want to impact the game. I have so much respect for the game. It's done so much for me. Um, and, and, and I think it can do a whole lot, you know, for them. So, obviously, it's, it's basketball, basketball, basketball here. It's obviously, it's education. Uh, but just, you know, I think we've got some giants, uh, you know, in, in our country here. And our president, Dr. Ruth Simmons, I mean, just a wealth of knowledge and the respect that she's garnered and just a giant, you know, in the, in, 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 as far as women are concerned. To be able to, to be in the presence of that person, uh, to be able to be around people that, that have relationships. I mean, you, you see Prairie people all over the country, and they're so proud of the tradition. So um, the basketball, I think, is done really well. I think we're going to do even better. Um, so I think from that end, they're going to benefit. The education, like I say, is great. And just being around good people that, uh, that have been out and have relationships in the world. And just to being in, in, in greater Houston, fourth largest city in the United States, it's just so many opportunities for you once the ball stops bouncing. So um, I think we check a lot of boxes here. Um, and uh, you know, we're really excited about what we've done and what we're going to do in the future. And uh, I think any young person that wants to get an education, wants to have a great basketball experience, I mean, this is a great place to come and, uh, and to be able to try to accomplish that. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. You take care. My pleasure, Chris. Thank you for your time.